Go bitch, go bitch, go bestie. Can't fuck with these hoes cause they messy. Go bitch, go bitch, go bestie. Can't fuck with these hoes cause they messy. Go bestie. Then my motherfucking best friend, go bestie. Then my motherfucking best friend, bestie. Welcome back to Brand Beats. My name is Andrew. I'm CC. Eric. Irwin. Um, so today we were we were chatting, actually just kind of off the cuff about um, yeah. Well, I think originally it started because of like Fire Festival, and we were talking about that documentary that just came out, and you know just the the whole subject of the the idea of hype and its effect on culture and on brands and business for that matter uh, kind of came up, and you know the the idea of hype is incredibly like powerful and pervasive right now or like present in today's culture so um what do you think of like is this a is this an inherently bad thing for culture or is it just like a natural thing that's occurring because i i i go back and forth around like it's so much more powerful now because of social media right mm. like we're way more connected and that's essentially why it has so much more power but you know, is it is this a bad thing? I have feelings about this. What are your feelings? <laughs> um, I think that it is a bad thing. Just because... Negativity. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of the way that people are gaining their platform now, it's like you can essentially become famous for any particular reason. Say, like, Bad Baby, for instance. She um, she became a meme, um, the Cash Me Outside girl, mm -hmm. and then she got a huge platform, and now she's a rapper, quote unquote, a rapper. And the thing is, like, she's now influencing music in some way. She became like the youngest female rapper ever to be on the Billboard charts, and you think like. Do, would she have a voice if she ever if she wasn't ever a meme no she's not she's not she's not good enough to do that but because of this like hype economy she's now influencing like millions of kids and uh, it just kind of blows my mind that this is now a normal thing mm -hmm. and and i think it's it's bad because there's no way to really like decipher anymore between like what's good and what's bad it's just all kind of like what's popular and i think that that's really bad for like the art scene and the music scene and the that whole like community as a whole because it's diluting what's actually really good because it's so saturated with just like what's popular mm. yeah i mm. mean it brings up something i mean define good though right like i feel like this. i mean is, true like to me like it feels like this is something that has always been present, right? I mean, fucking pet rock. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> these, like ideas catch on. Yeah. Um, and it's like social proof. That's all it really is. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, it is, it's like social proof at its, you know, worst. Mm -hmm. You know, because the idea of popularizing something that there's no, like, there there. Like, it, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. There's no talent, no quality. Um, by whoever standards, whatever. Let's just say that it's it's crap. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. Right? Lies happen all the time. Um, we're really like 
as social beings, like really easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why social media has such a negative effect on us psychologically Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. But you're right. It like, it's sort of, it sort of like points out like one of the shortcomings of being a social being is that you are a bit of like a hive mind Mm -hmm. in a weird way. And it shows that like, we don't necessarily criticize things with um, equal scrutiny across the board you know what's shitty is that like i i listen to bad baby sometimes too (laughs) yeah it's it's like like you 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 love to hate certain things yeah and that's part of the hype economy yes because like like for me i think we always talk about here the love-hate relationship with social media in general Mm -hmm. because while it's good and it gives rise to individuals to create their own platform and to have a voice it also gives rise to everybody right like everyone has a voice everybody mm-hmm. has a perspective that is now heard whereas like with pet rock and like back in the day there were certain channels that were controlling and filtering the content that would then inspire and create larger pop culture whereas now every single person in every single subculture has their own platform mm-hmm. to be pop culture it's like pop culture is just everything so it's also like, yes, all these people are, are getting their own platforms and they all have a voice, but it also gives the people who don't actually have platform like delusion that they do. Yeah. And which is also super scary because I feel like they're always just like presenting themselves mm-hmm. like they're talking to, you know, thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. And it's really like we're not really getting a personal side to people anymore because they're always presenting to an audience. Yeah. And we, and we, we talked about that like the like a f- few years ago. We were talking about like the rise of brand me. Like everybody yeah. is treating themselves as their own brand, right. which at one hand is sort of good but on the other hand to be a brand is to be always on Mm -hmm. to always be managing your image Mm -hmm. which becomes ridiculously stressful Mm -hmm. and can also then have effects on your mental health which i'm sure we've seen we've seen a lot of people break down when their social media goes down or break down when they don't get a like yeah see how they stress out see how whatever it is like fucks up yeah it's crazy it's like to me all of that is birthed out of the hype economy yeah like all of it yeah and i think that's why i believe hype is neither good nor bad it's kind of a bit of both Mm. you know there are pros and cons to everything so i mean on one hand i feel like there are obviously a lot of bad things about hype i mean supreme could sell a brick for hundreds of dollars on the retail or resale market (laughs) but on the other hand hype i mean it's the reason nike is so big now you know so i think like everything in life, there are just benefits and uh, disadvantages. Yeah. Recognize How do you take area. it? Like, what, But what happens next, right? Like, I actually have a tab open on my Chrome right mm. now that I probably won't read or didn't read yet. So it could be a horrible article. But it was like, what happens when brands and people become the same thing? I and think they are. Well, well they yeah. are, right? But, like, when we start to recognize it that way as consumers, you know, where – are we going to start to devalue brands because of that? So that's, I do think we already are doing that because now, now that we have like unlimited access to these individuals that are brands, mm-hmm. right? With social media influencers, influencers, et cetera. And they're so open. I feel like that's what actually brings in the desire for people to have transparency with the brands we interact with. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So it, on the side of it, like being a good thing, to me, that's what 
that's um, the good that it's issued in, which is like we now demand from brands the same thing that we demand from individuals, which is this level of transparency, openness, and authenticity to your actual message as opposed to just being given and shoved whatever it is the brand's message is. Right. So to me, it's it's like an amazingly good thing from that perspective. I think it's more of a weight on the individual and the mental health of the individuals. Yeah. To me, that's where it has the negative effect because a brand being more human, to me, is a great thing. That is a good Whereas thing, Whereas like yeah. a human being more brand, that's where the tension comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think that's where like people begin to chase this this idea of a brand like it's hard for them to deal with like when they're not popular if they've been popular or you have things being like pushed out there oh so let me like to me a brand being more human is better also because a brand has more filters to go through before they release the content Mm -hmm. that they're going to release and they have a lot more on the line right at least to the brand like they have their stakeholders they have all of their employees they have everything Whereas like an individual can just spout bullshit (laughs) out of nowhere. And it can be something they believe wholeheartedly, but they're not trying to really sell necessarily a product. They're just speaking. And it's to me like that's been the whole rise of pseudoscience and all of this other crazy shit. But you, but you can't even though, even as an individual, and this is where they are sort of coming together, right? Like, Brands have to be really careful about the things that they say and do because mm-hmm. they'll be held accountable for it, right? Like, I mean, how many times have we seen a celebrity today get in trouble for things that they said six, seven, eight years yeah. ago? Yeah, especially now. You know? Yeah. It's like people are being held, and that is, I mean, good and bad, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think it's it's probably all, the pendulum has swung so far to, like, um, you know, come after people in, in that way. Um but that'll all even out, right? I mean, like that'll that'll all settle in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, so there's there's that side of it. But like the, I think the weird thing is, I, okay, we brands mean something to the human experience because they are symbolic mm-hmm. and they represent a shortcut, and that is like the human benefit to yeah. interacting with a brand. A brand represents something, and it's a shortcut. If there is, ev- if everything is a brand. They no longer are a shortcut. They don't represent as much because everything is so nuanced. That, like, how do you tell one from the other, A or from B? Or, like, you know what I mean? It, the relationships have to become crazily more intimate. Mm-hmm. And maybe they are now, right? Because we're all so much more connected. But it's just the dynamic is so different. Like, and that's why I'm like, as a consumer, maybe it just doesn't breed distrust. Does it? Is that what it is? That's why it's like, you have to be more transparent. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I, think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. You, like, I don't know. Like, what happens to you as a consumer in your perception of a brand? Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I feel like they're just everything is becoming more and more nuanced because we're realizing that people are so much more complex than. It's like every day we just realize that. <laughs> just like, every every time and yeah it, it's just people are people are more complex than you think and then it's like you just it just becomes like more real every single day and i think that because these people are becoming brands that like they're finding these people to identify with and that is like in turn mm. giving them this platform it's like i found someone who is similar to me so i'm like attaching my that's why like this whole stand culture is around like people are like you guys know what a stand is right 
Okay, I didn't know if that was like a... Anyway. But you should explain. Okay, so if you don't know what Stan is, it came from the Eminem song, Stan, where this guy is a super fan, and um, he's like writing letters to Eminem, just talking mm-hmm. about how much he means to him, and like all of this stuff. So that's that's like where Stan came from. And it's it's like pushed past the point of being just like a normal fan and being into... Um, being into their music yeah. or their clothes or their whatever it might be. And it's like wanting to know about their personal life and like following every aspect of them, like getting all of the merch and going to all the events and like just wanting to know all the like intricate details. And I think that like brands don't necessarily offer that. And so because of this like need to feel more, more of like a personal attachment to these people that they're standing. It's like these people are offering that as, as a, as a brand, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that goes back to things being more nuanced. It's like they, they can see, um, certain aspects of their own life and their own emotions and their own feelings in these people who they're standing. Yeah. What are, I, uh, go ahead. Go. I was going to like tie onto that because I think what's interesting about hype culture, it might tie into what you were saying, might not. Uh, the <laughs> most interesting thing about hype culture and the hype economy is the inherent contradiction in yeah. what society and culture is doing. Because with this whole brand, me, everybody is an individual and wants to be an individual and wants to stand for something on their own and then wants to have like a group of people who like, stand with them mm-hmm. but then the hype economy is essentially this idea of following the pack mm-hmm. to whatever is popular at that time mm-hmm. like that's yeah. to me that 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 right. inherent it's contradiction FOMO. is yeah <laughs> it's FOMO, like we right? can't no matter how much we want to be individuals no matter how much we want to chase this idea of self-expression we still have a desire to be a part of something larger. Right. And that to me is like what the hype economy represents. Like we always will have this desire to be a part of a larger tribe, a part of like, we always desire to be accepted by someone, mm-hmm. even though again, we're all like, we're fucking individuals, <laughs> fuck, fuck being, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I was gonna say like, for me, someone that is kind of an active participant of hype culture and hype economy, Years ago, right, when I was in middle school, so, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like a decade ago, hype and streetwear and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a young blood. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but, like, Supreme, Stussy, mm-hmm. those things weren't as prevalent as they are today. And being a part of that culture, wearing those clothes, wasn't seen as, like, something cool. It was seen as like, kind of like being an outsider. But in a way, like, if you knew someone that wore Supreme or knew someone that wore Stussy... It was like, damn, like, no one else wears it but us. You yeah. Know? Whereas now it's changed so much that, like, kids at the mall are wearing Yeezys. They're wearing off-white. And it's become something that is less of an out-group now and more of it's, like, an in-group. Yeah. Come up on the mic. So then ha- that's what I'm saying. Like, has has the hype de-authenticized things? Well, like, even the fact <clears throat> that Supreme is now owned by this larger organization. Yeah. Has yeah. it de- de-authenticized right. things and made them a little bit more watered down i I actually think that that's or is that the the, that's the end of hype well the the benefit to the hype economy like that's just a reality right you said it's not necessarily a good or bad thing right that's Mm -hmm. just how people work right i think the good thing about the hype economy is um 
these really public displays of its shortcomings, right? Like you talk about things like Fire Festival, where we all see how people can be manipulated by things like hype. Uh, Theranos, where, I mean, even in the business industry, um, you know, people were giving millions of dollars to any kid with a hoodie and a good idea, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and ultimately, people like investors were then starting to le- are now starting to learn like, OK, shit, we can't do that. We need to actually invest in people with like a solid business plan. Right. The, the benefit is like all these public displays um, increase awareness around being manipulated. So people start to see through the bullshit because they've seen it play out. Um, and it just makes us more aware at the end of the day. That's all Mm -hmm. you can really be is a little bit more aware and a little bit more critical of like, why am I into this thing? Yeah. You know, does this thing actually bring me, does this spark joy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe like the cool thing actually about hype economy from what you're saying, even from like the rise of all these other streetwear brands is that it actually is what creates new markets. Right. It creates new opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, they get de-authenticized over time because they've been so hyped. Mm-hmm. But it will just spark something else that will be hyped, and then it gives you insight into a new market space where people get behind without data. To me, yeah. like that—that that is kind of what you're saying. Like, people yeah. will just jump behind something because it's hyped. Yeah, you don't need the data anymore. It's right. just I'm so excited about this new thing yeah. that we're all going to get into it. And sometimes it's a bad thing. Other times it's a good thing. (laughs) But like there is like, there is that inherent like benefit Mm -hmm. to hype to the hype economy is getting people on board with something brand fucking new. Yeah. Like right now streetwear is huge. It's been huge for a while, but that's, it won't be that way forever, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so there are tons of streetwear brands that are popping up like every single day because that's what's hot. Like you see, I've seen so many ads on Instagram talking about like, get unique streetwear, blah, blah, blah. This, it's like, it's just popping up all over the place. But I think what you're talking about is like, because of all of this hype, something new is going to get birthed out that, that will spark up like that true, like that outsider feel that we, that we used to have because of, because of wearing streetwear, because of wearing this particular brand or whatever. Like it's just all about evolving the cycles the cycles cycles of hype (laughs) i mean i can think about some other good times that hype has been great like (laughs) i can reminisce on those nostalgic moments of hype well like twitter i feel like i think when hype works best it's not in like a huge level it's only Mm -hmm. like when when it influences like more pockets of things if that makes sense it's like the other day Someone posted on Twitter that they were like an immigrant family. They had a donut shop at this one spot. It was brand new and it went viral on Twitter and the business is like booming now. And I think that's a really incredible way for like hype to impact a business. And um, I thought that was great. And I think that there like there's a lot of music that I've come across because I've seen it like blow up on Twitter or something like that. Like there's a girl that I've talked about and showed you guys before. Her name's mm-hmm. Chica. And she did like a she did a verse on uh, on the instrumental "Money" by Cardi B, and just like completely mm-hmm. bodied it. It was insane, and I would have never known about her if it wasn't for it going viral on yeah. Twitter. Um, but I think like like I was saying, when it works like on a more like smaller scale, I feel like 
I feel like it makes more sense and does more good than whenever it affects like the entire right. generation or like the entire population. Well, you could use hype. I mean, ALS, anything that's viral, right, is is essentially hype. Yeah. Right. I mean, actually, how would you define hype? Like, what what is hype? Because it, it's not a. I don't necessarily classify it as. I mean, most people would unsubstantiated maybe, popularity. Ooh, hey, there you go. Unsubstantiated. Or, that or was is really it, good. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's to me. Because even when you think about like this restaurant is hyped, usually that could be a little bit negative because you're like, it hasn't really been substantiated that it's actually a good restaurant. It's just hyped. Yeah. So to me, there is some like. True. It's like, and just like we're saying, it's not founded in data, right? For yeah. like people to invest. So it's unsubstantiated. It's just there's a specific thing that people are like attracted to. That it seems popular, but right. there's no necessarily there's not any actual proof yet. You, it's like when you're attracted to the idea that something is good, but not necessarily that it that it is good. Yeah, right. And and that's generally built on social influence, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like when social pressure changes your or affects your value system i mean is that really what it is like where it changes your values because to me it's like people start to assign value and that's when you're like i'm willing to pay like you would never be willing to be ready to go to like a hot restaurant and pay like top top dollar but you you definitely like any place you'd never heard of you probably wouldn't just go do that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. walk up to a spot that you never heard of and did that Mm -hmm. true yeah and it's and it is just chasing the new right Whatever that, whatever that new is, it's just chasing that. Yeah, That's when exhausting. I when I was <laughs> yeah, at uh, when I was at South by Southwest two weeks ago. That's like I the was epitome at, of hypogonic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really fucking hyped. But there's some cool things, and one cool thing was ASAP Rocky had a panel with the I want to say chief design officer of Mercedes Benz, and he was talking about how. People like ASAP Rocky influencers mm-hmm. dictate what's cool. So if he says something's cool, then the rest of the world's going to gravitate toward that. Yep. Um, but one question I have is, when does something not become, or I guess, when does something like receive substantiation, receive social proof that it transcends hype and becomes something else? I don't know what that else is, but at what point does something break out of the hype? I don't know if it would be a point so much as a pattern. Right, like you show somebody. I think like this is why we celebrate great designers, architects, um, people who have a pattern of creating things or building things or um, experiences that connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I think like when it becomes a pattern, that's when it's no longer hype. That's when it's just like genius, right? Yeah. That's when you a musician who can repeatedly connect with you. Yeah. That's somebody you connect with versus mm-hmm. like how many one hit wonders have yeah. there been. And that sounds like that's I think the unsubstantiated thing is true. Where it's like somebody can drop something and it makes a lot of money, but that doesn't mean that brand is strong. Yeah. It just means they actually had a flash in the pan, one hit wonder. They sold a bunch of stuff, but is that going to be financially, um, are they going to be financially stable and do they have a lifelong platform brand that they've created? Like a Nike. It's, a yeah, Nike I was just to me say. is not hype. It's, it's like, a staple. Yeah, it's a staple. To me, that's when you become unhype. Yeah, that's true. I, like, I mean, I like the idea of it being classic. It's just like when you think about writers, right? The people we celebrate most mm-hmm. had multiple books that really touch people versus yeah it's just you you have to have a pattern 
yeah. really. Um, Nike's a good example. A staple's a better word than saying a classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can think about that in, like, every market, though. Like, there mm -hmm. are, you know, visual art is such a big thing now, and photographers are everywhere, but you can think about, like, like an Annie Leibovitz, who's, like, she's a staple. Like, her style is always going to be great. And you can think about fashion, like, you know, like a suit is always going to be, like, a staple regardless of regardless of how fashion changes, like suits are always in style. Yeah. Right. Uh, or like, you know, whatever. There's there's always like these these staples in every market. And I think that's really what transcends mm -hmm. hype. It's like once you can reach that point. Yeah. yeah. And I think for, for me, what makes a designer do that is when they can move into different areas and still have the same level of creative prowess and still communicate the same message. Mm-hmm no matter what they're creating. Right. So even if it is an architect, the fact that they can create a house, a building, or and have theories and thoughts, to me, those are the theory and thought part are what drive and create those staples. So like they have a reason for doing what they're doing. It's not just like... It's not just based on It's how. not just kind of like, ooh, I'm going to try something. Ooh, that's dope. And like a lot of people gravitate to just me trying stuff. Uh -huh. Whereas like if I actually have a reason, a message something I'm trying to convey to the world, those are the things that begin to transcend hype. I think that's what we do a lot here is like, even like when I'm designing something, Shameless plug. it's like Steve will come <laughs> oh. up and say, like, yeah, <laughs> we're a staple. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. No, um, no Not to toot our own horn, but toot toot. <laughs> like if I'm designing something, Steve will come up and ask me, why did you do that? Like what's the point of that? Is it because it just looks cool or like what is the meaning behind that? And I think if we can do that culturally, maybe that like cuts through some of the bullshit that hype economy is like kind of instilling. Yeah. And maybe it's like you need that balance because you need the hyper economy to carve out new sectors for sure and to push forward on new things and then from that it's on each one of us to begin to mentally weed out right what's actually necessary for us to consume and what's not necessary right and i do think the younger generations do it a lot better i don't know dude i think so because i think honestly like who's to say that this person is not good just because we think they're not good Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if the masses think they're good, not saying that it's going to be the best as far as like influencing these people to be better people. Uh -huh. But if they're attracted to it, then there's something there that they're attracted to that we as creatives need to pinpoint uh -huh. and pick out. I'm not saying that that final form of like thing that's been hyped is the right form, but we need to dig into it yeah, and I understand agree. like why is what's her name? Bad baby. Why is bad baby popular? Look, like, like, other even, than I don't even Dr. know why. Phil. I mean, like, other, yeah, <laughs> but like, but why? Yeah, but why? Um, did you? I get, think that's one of the the interesting like that's one of the interesting um, pieces about it now though is like in a world of social media like hype economy creates platforms mm -hmm. for people and that and which in turn creates a place for more hype to begin, which is why it could easily just. It gets weird because hype doesn't necessarily create anything of real value, mm -mm. you know, or anything that is, like you said, a staple. Mm -hmm. Nothing that we all collectively can celebrate. Um, well, hype cre well, hype creates a space for brands to capitalize on. 
Yes. That's what hype does. Like it's opportunity. Hype, hype created streetwear. And then now a bunch of brands are capitalizing on streetwear. Yeah. High fashion brands are all capitalizing on streetwear. Right. And like what it means, even if they have no authentic reason to be there. But it also leaves everyone chasing more hype. Yeah. It like you're always you you're always seeing these people trying to like one up themselves, like for clout. It's funny too, because some of that is like exclusivity, right? Like you just want to be on the in crowd. Mm -hmm. And like you saw this like back in the day, like um with anyone a band, right? I remember when I when I was like real heavy into music, like any time uh, a band got out of my back pocket, like I cared less about them. Yeah, you know, like you were like, oh, other people know about them. Yeah, and fuck them now. I think <laughs> so. I mean, it, it all it actually goes back to what we talked about with analog. To me, the analog experience where it was harder to get things, um, whether it is like you going through a record store and you just picking something up and you feeling like you're the only person who's discovered that record, even though like probably a bunch of other people have it mm -hmm. as well. But that sense of like pride in your exploration and discovery mm -hmm. is what were you saying? I don't know where I was going. Well, it's but like, that, but that, no, but, but that drive, but that drives value. Yeah, for but, for the individuals and to me that like that's where streetwear was. Right, streetwear was in a place where it was about going, waiting in lines, traveling to New York or these like random places, and feeling like this is the only place where you could get. Yeah what yeah. you're trying to go after and you're in line with a bunch of people who think and feel the same way right as soon as those things do start to get out of pocket and start to be That's exposed the to the rest of the world but like that is when they lose a little bit of that like inherent like value to absolutely you. that yeah. doesn't like exist anymore though i was just thinking about this about like back in high school whenever everybody was like into indie bands and like mm -hmm. you it was so cool if you found this band just like <laughs> piggybacking off what you said mm -hmm. like uh, you found this band that no one else had heard about and like i feel like it was just always a thing like you were always finding this new upcoming band but like none of the music that i listen to is like unheard of anymore and i feel like no. that goes that goes for everybody because like it just doesn't exist anymore no it doesn't feel good like that's why, I, like, so I have a record player now, uh -huh. and I go to this one record store and I buy albums off of like the other regions. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'll go to the African beat section, yeah, and I'll buy albums specifically from there, not even knowing what I'm going to get. And it's like you, f it's like it feels good, yeah, to not go on Spotify yeah. and then just find something based on whatever they put in my playlist because they put that in like a thousand right. playlists. It's really interesting because it, it it is you're like the world we live in today. Like exposure is so cheap that exclusivity is like fucking hard mm -hmm. to find in your life and when yeah. you find it and i think that maybe that's why hype is so crazy now like we all are fiending for it at every opportunity that it like comes up because we're starved mm -hmm. that's interesting like yeah. yeah our starvation for something real something that's ours yeah. something that we can only connect to is driving the it, desire it, for new hype and we're yeah. and it's dried up because the world is like so connected yeah that like it we just so thirsty thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> you know i was thinking i was thinking about um there's this artist that i came across her name is rosalia and i've oh yeah i've talked about her a lot and we put her on a bunch of our playlists shout out rosalia and here i am thinking <laughs> follow us <laughs> follow us girl we love you sponsor us but for real, if you don't know about Rosalia, number one, you're sleeping on our playlist. Number two, like go and check her out. She's incredible. Watch her music videos. Um, her production team is amazing. They're called Canada. Anyway, um, but I I found out about Rosalia and I thought that 
I was like one of the only people that knew about her. And here I am thinking that like I have this inside track on this amazing artist. She's doing something really unique. And then I went to go buy tickets for her concert in LA coming up like next month and the tickets sold out in three minutes. And so I was like, dear God, like here I am thinking again that I have this like inside scoop when really it's like, it's just another example of. Yeah. Of yeah and her, her track was actually used on the Netflix show, the OA. Oh, no way. At, on the ending, on yeah. the ending credits. So there we yeah. go. Like, <laughs> it's like, it is. It's like that. It's not there. It's not, it doesn't exist. Literally Crazy. doesn't exist anymore. Because even like all of the drops by Nike, yeah. all of the like collaborations yeah. now, you just buy them on the website. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Or if you right. can't, they have the sneaker app. The sneaker yeah. app. For I you mean, to be able to like order stuff. Yeah. The quickly. premise of that is like a problem for mm-hmm. sneakerheads. Like we're giving access to all of the exclusive shit. And it in turn means all of the exclusive shit is not that hard to access. Yeah. Anymore, no longer exclusive. Right? No longer so, cool. Right? So what happens? We don't have like a, it's almost like our accessibility to everything is like denying us something that like in our value system mm-hmm. as a society that we just like don't necessarily have an answer for, mm-hmm. you know? And it's why we are so flighty with our attention. That's why like there's so much hype all the time. I'll go, it'll be this thing today and this other thing next week where it used to be I could find that band and I would fucking cling on to them for six months, mm-hmm. you know, and really be a stain. <laughs> mm-hmm. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, really be a stain. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give to brands or people like knowing that the hype economy is like a real thing that we're all kind of living with? I think... Going back to what we talked about the, in the the analog episode, try to create experiences that aren't always about giving everything away, and don't always look at the don't enter into like digital products or digital experiences. Um, always thinking that to get somebody to from point A to point B as quick as possible is the best solution for long term. Uh, brand love because sometimes putting those little bit of like tactile experiences or a little bit of like Mm. tension between me and this can actually make me want to be a part of that brand more because i feel special Mm -hmm. when i access that i feel special when i access that content i think um almost like bandersnatch was almost like a really interesting way or dive into what we're talking about Mm -hmm. which is it was a it's a show that everybody sort of gets a little bit of a different experience so then it feels like mine mm-hmm. right so there's different ways brands can begin to attack this which is hyper personalization isn't just about delivering me and showing me products that everybody else has but it's actually how do you use hyper personalization to create experiences custom to me so i feel special mm-hmm. i like that I, I think it's also about knowing like which part of the conversation to chime in about. So like when it's authentic to you, then you can like be a part of this hype and then you can, you know, you can contribute when necessary. But I think so many brands are trying to do everything that's popular and it doesn't make sense and Mm -hmm. it feels inauthentic. And then like that's, the exact opposite of what people are looking for. People are looking to find 
themselves in brands Mm -hmm. and so you need to like be aware of who you are and who your audience is and then and then contribute to the conversation yeah Um, Ooh, go yeah (laughs) i have something else well i was gonna say like i guess taking cues from supreme which is an example i always bring up in every episode that i've been in but they're a brand that has been around for the past i don't know quarter century 25 years or so so thing for real yeah yeah and they're still fucking, they're even bigger than they've ever been, you know? So I would say it's popularity isn't always a bad thing, but I think the important part is to just find that piece that can uh, spawn longevity, mm-hmm. you know, like Supreme has done, like stay true to yourself for as long as you can and try to remain consistent. And yeah, yeah. in that sense, like yeah. as a brand, you'll never lose that luster. Don't yeah. lose that luster. And I think, like, from a consumer perspective, like, just for your own health, like, my, my mind always goes to don't be ashamed to be, to enjoy the things that excite you, mm-hmm. but save the cherishing and the idolizing for the things that are classics, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Try and, try and remember, like, have a little bit of that wider perspective on, like, what's happening. Because now you see it, man. You've seen the fire festivals. You've seen, you've seen that this happens and that you may very well be, be, uh, manipulated, but that's okay. Like fucking, if, you're exci- if something excites you, fucking enjoy it. Like, cool. yeah. like you don't have to feel bad about it. That's just that's just being a human being. But like, save like the cherishing, the idolizing for like the things that are show yeah. that pattern of like uh, classic. And to ladder off of what CC said, so going back two people, so rewind <laughs> and then <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> um, I think one thing that's been interesting just in general and like we've been doing interview sessions for our crafted experience. One thing that's been very, very interesting is in everybody's interview there, no matter if they're working in fashion or if they're inspired by art or they work in technology, there's kind of been this through line of everything they do is about self exploration and continuously exploring your own identity and trying to seek a sense of acceptance within this world that's very complicated, Mm. right? So to me, before you chase something that's new to what Andrew is saying, ask yourself why you're doing it and really dig into what it means to you and your story in this world. So (laughs) That went like, Real deep. Oh my god! Digging ditches. Okay. In this podcast, I'm getting blinded by the fucking sun coming in this window. And the sun, the sun is hype, bro. Sun is, sun is mad hype. Climate change is just hype. Climate change is hype. Just hype. It's all hype. It's flat. Yeah. All style, no sense. Round earth is flat. Oh my god. There's a documentary right now on Netflix. Oh yeah, flat earth. Yo, yo, that is. I'm gonna skip it. No, watch it. No, no, no. You need to watch it. You need to watch it. It's hilarious. Anyways, again, I forget every time. It's the I never same every time. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Um, just slow fade this, and we'll keep talking. <laughs> yeah, just say thanks for listening. We'll catch you again next time. You just did it. All right, there you go. <laughs> thanks for checking out Brand Beats. We'll see you again next time. Chuka
chuka chuka. Peace, peace, peace. Mama, I hit a lick. Fall off in this bitch, I ball off in this bitch. My comments hit the floor, you call off in this bitch. I do a hundred more, you stall off in this bitch. And then I find my nose, so call me in this bitch. See those beanos, pinos, all up in this bitch. Man, y'all not in this bitch. Y'all are not familiar, y'all are immigrants. The lot not in this bitch.